This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. There have been three deadly crashes and one serious incident involving pedestrians in the GTA over the past 24 hours. It, it, I just, it just breaks my heart to have to keep talking about this issue. The three deadly collisions involved seniors, and three of the four involved pedestrians crossing mid-block. The most recent was last evening around 9 at Huron, Ontario and Eglinton in Mississauga. A 73-year-old man died of his injuries after being struck by a vehicle. Earlier in the day, an 83-year-old woman was killed near St. Clair and Runnymede. And yesterday morning, a 74-year-old man was killed at Eglinton and Don Mills. So why can't we change this? You know, we keep hearing about Vision Zero, and yet we keep having these terrible tragedies. Right now, I would like to welcome Jennifer McKelvey, City Councillor, and James Pasternak, City Councillor. Thanks for joining us. A pleasure. Good to be on the air. Okay, uh, so uh, first of all, uh, Jennifer McKelvey, your reaction to this? Well, it, it's tragic to hear this, and certainly we do have to look at mid-block crossings more closely, and and why we have so many people that are that are crossing at unsignalized intersections. And I can speak specifically to Scarborough; that's where I'm from. Uh, we have some of the largest distances between signalized crossings, and it's something that we need to improve. Uh, yeah, and Councillor Pasternak. Yeah, I can't disagree with any of that. The Scarborough Safety Study clearly shows that the distance between signalized crossings uh, is very long in Scarborough. It's it's also a problem in other areas of the city. Mid-block crossings are the leading cause of injury and death of pedestrians, and it's it's something that we're dealing with, but obviously not fast enough. We have to invest more money, we have to change more policies, and we need the province to come on side. Um- Jennifer McKelvey, uh, why, from your point of view, is this taking so long? So we know, I mean, it's, it's, it's understandable why somebody doesn't, I mean, it's, they're really large distances that you have to walk to get to another in- intersection. So why is it taking so long to address this? Well, certainly in Scarborough this year, we are trying to be more proactive, and we have 10 mid-block crossings that are being added. But I think what we really need to look at overhauling is the way that we do the investigations to decide where a new signalized crossing is warranted. And I can give you two examples. So in my community, since I started as a councillor just last December, about 10 months ago, I put in two studies, and I'm still waiting to hear back from city staff about it. So one of them is on Lawrence, where I have one6 seven kilometers between signalized intersections. So it's at Lawrence and Meadowvale. One side of the road, I have a stop, a TTC stop, and on the other, I have an elementary school. So clearly there's a need and there's six 
lanes of traffic that need to be crossed there. But when we put the study request in, they need to wait until it's back in the school year. They have to wait till September. They want to go out. They want to do the pedestrian counts. But what I'm really worried about is in many cases, they show that there's simply not enough pedestrians that are crossing and that the signalized intersection isn't warranted. And so I think we need to look at that warrant system more closely. The other is on military trail. I have 1.3 kilometers between signalized crossings. And again, this is in front of Highland Creek Public School. And uh, again, I'm worried that the warrant system will come back and say that there's not enough pedestrians crossing there. So we need to look at this outdated system and how we can update it. Uh, Councillor Pasternak, so what does uh, tell us more about this warrant system and and what are the criteria? What are, what's taken into account before somebody says, yeah, we'll have a mid mid block crossing here? Well, much of our decision making uh, is under the umbrella of the Highway Traffic Act. So our city staff do 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 studies on traffic patterns and pedestrian patterns and some of the thresholds to to reach the warrants. In other words, the statistics we need to justify signalized crossing or crosswalk are very high and unattainable. Uh, So that's why some, uh, oddly enough, some very busy areas to the eye are actually denied uh, denied a crossing. Just just a minute. Uh, Sorry to interrupt. So you say very high and unattainable. Can you can you give us an example? Well, please? I mean, I, I I had a big problem on Finch Avenue, just uh, west of uh, Bathurst, uh, when I um, when I came to office, and there was a, a real push by the local community uh, uh, for a signalized crossing across Finch Avenue, and it didn't meet. Uh, uh, the, the various uh, requirements for for traffic density and pedestrian usage. Um, so unfortunately, tragically, someone was was killed there, and uh, and and then finally we got it in. Um, but but city staff will often uh, say that uh, putting in too many stop signs or too many signalized crosswalks consecutively increases the risk for pedestrians. I've I've yet to really see that, but that is an argument they use. Uh- so who makes these decisions, um, Councillor McKelvey? Like, w- what would have to happen to change some of these requirements? Well, certainly, I think Councillor Pasternak just hit it um, hit it on the head there when he said that we need changes to the Highway uh, Traffic Act. Um, but certainly, within the city. The reports take a long time, so we have to look at how we can accelerate that on our end. Um, and city council, the Scarborough Community Council, for example, um, sometimes will overturn those decisions and will force um, city staff to put the intersection in anyway. The problem is, I don't like to do that. I was a scientist became, before I became a politician. I want to use evidence-based decision-making. I don't want to turn over a recommendation from staff, but we're being forced to do that. And an example is on Morningside Avenue at Cumber, where it was, in particular, it was children that were crossing, and parents felt it was really unsafe. So if you look at pedestrian numbers, they're the city staff said it wasn't high enough. But the other statistic they look at is killed or serious, killed or seriously injured, KSI. And the problem is that doesn't account for near misses. And it doesn't account for having children that are 12, 13, 14 years old that should be crossing, be able to cross the street safely on their own that are actually being walked by their parents. So instead of just using these metrics, we also need to apply a lens of some common sense uh, and look at who is crossing and why. Okay, I'd like to uh, throw this out to our listeners. Do you have to cross intersections where the lights are very, very far apart? 
causing certainly a hardship for people who have any kind of impaired mobility. Uh, and what do you think now that we're hearing about all the requirements that have to pass before you can get a mid-block crossing? The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because there was this study of where all these horrible crashes were occurring, and Scarborough came out as the area that needs most attention. So from your point of view, Councillor McKelvey, has there been um, a, a lot of extra attention after that? Well, the city staff have come back with a plan that is trying to be a little more proactive. It does have those 10 signalized intersections that are supposed to come forward. Um, it also has in there uh, speed reductions across many arterial roads in the in Scarborough um, and has reductions of 10 kilometers per hour. The problem is, uh, of course, that doesn't include enforcement necessarily. So we need to look at how we actually enforce these speeds. Something that isn't going to change in Scarborough is that the roads are very wide. Uh, so in many cases, it's six lanes that you need to cross. So we need to also give um, people the time in order to do that as well. So um, there's multiple things that need to be changed. Certainly, I'd like to see that we're moving faster on this. I can tell you that Scarborough residents are starting to... Um, we're getting used to this and we don't want to be, right? So my children are 12 and 15. I understand that when they leave my house, they're probably going to cross mid-block, whether I like it or not. And realistically, I I try to show them the safest places to cross on Lawrence Avenue, recognizing that they're not necessarily going to take that extra 15 minutes to walk there. And, And I don't want to be doing that. I'd rather that they had signalized intersections that kept them safe. And uh, I should add that even at signalized intersections and, and stop walks and other crossings, uh, pedestrians should wait till there's a full stoppage of traffic uh, before before crossing. They should wait for all directional traffic to stop before crossing because even with those protections, we still have injuries and fatalities. Okay, let's hear from a couple of those pedestrians. We've got Cynthia in Vaughan. Hello, Cynthia. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? Thank you very well. Thank you for asking. Um, my comment would be that I'm, a, I guess, considered a young senior, but I am now currently walking, using a walker as an aide. I can't get across the street fast enough with the crosswalks at the lights. I can't even see how a senior would because they would probably walk a tad slower than me with canes, with walkers, or even without because they walk slower. I think people need to actually sit there and watch when people go across because it's just not long enough to get across the street. Okay, Cynthia, I'm I'm going to ask about that because whenever we bring this up, we're told that so many intersections have the, 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 the time has been lengthened and the pedestrians get a heads up. But I'll, I'll let the councillors answer that. And I see that they're also not in the same area that you are, but uh, please listen for the answers. Well, uh, if, if you'd like me to jump in, yes. I mean, one, one thing we do do is we, we, we try and extend the cross time uh, in, in areas with uh, high concentrations of seniors. But I, I'm just quoting from the Scarborough uh, Road Safety Study, long wait signals result in frustrated pedestrians encouraging risk-taking and crossing before the signal changes. So, you know, you can give people more time to, to cross, but those who are anxious or are not willing to wait will take the risk of crossing in advance of a green light. 
So I'll just add that uh, the city is trying to be proactive also. So right now in Scarborough, we have 25 locations, uh, which in 2019 will have a longer head start for pedestrians. And certainly as councillors, we can also put in requests to study certain areas. And I have uh, one area over on uh, the north side of Nielsen where uh, it's across from a senior's residence. And so they, the seniors have asked me to put in a study to increase their lead time for for crossing that intersection. And that's something that I was happy to put forward and I look forward to hearing back from the city about. And, and how long is that going to take all told? I wish I knew. I'm, I'm new. Um, so uh, we just put that in a couple months ago and we haven't heard back, um, but hopefully we'll hear from you. A couple of months. Too. Okay. It's because some of us don't understand why, why it's a couple of months and you haven't even heard back. Okay. Let's hear from Donna in Toronto. Hi, Donna. Oh, hi. Um, the, the reason I called is because um, I live in Scarborough too. And um, I used to run across the road constantly <laughs> when I was a bit younger and now I realized I can't do it anymore like I used to try and get across the street at Scarborough General Hospital between the lights all the time like in between all the lights and you know I just can't do it so now I I think well I'm gonna have to walk to the lights and then when I get there sometimes they're too short and then why can't they put a crosswalk in instead of lights someplace where there's busy crossing why can't we have a crosswalk? Well, we're just hearing from the councillors that they're trying, but but the process takes a long time. Donna, I'm yeah. really glad that you stopped doing that, and I hope that all the people listening uh, may take an example from you and uh, will stop crossing. I mean, I have to confess that sometimes I cross against the light too, but not not six lanes of traffic. That's crazy. Yeah. But it's pretty risky, especially at Lawrence and, and McCowan, but trying to get across to the hospital. Yep. The car's coming like crazy, and I thought, you know what? I can't do this anymore, because I'm going to get hit. Okay. So I don't. That's you know, good. Thanks. You know. Thank you for that, Donna. Uh, I was I was about to make a bad comment about it happening near the hospital, but I think I will refrain from well, doing that. If I could just jump in about hospital, we've been trying to get the TTC stops moved in front of Humber River Hospital uh, on Wilson Avenue, and uh, and we are having a challenge. A meeting set up next week because we want we want the stops. Uh, move closer to the front of a hospital of the hospital and a crosswalk. Right now, they're situated in such a way where the distance is very far, and there's there's really not safe crossing. So we're working on that piece. And of course, tonight we have a once council is done, I race off to a Bathurst Manor uh, road safety working group, and we're working in that community to make sure uh, that uh, there's no stone unturned about um, bringing in safety pedestrian and vehicle measures. We are talking about any progress and what's needed after another deadly day on our roads with three people losing their lives yesterday. Scarborough still seems to be the flashpoint. We've got Jennifer McKelvey, who is the councillor for Ward 25, Scarborough Rouge Park, and councillor James Pasternak, who is the head of the Infrastructure Committee. And we've been learning a bit about uh, the hoops that have to be gone through before you can modify any of these problem intersections. Uh, councillor McKelvey, so uh, is there anything you can do while you wait for the responses on these critical intersections? 
Well, certainly raising public awareness about the danger of mid-block crossings, trying to encourage everybody to cross at a signalized intersection. Uh, we are watching carefully if uh, somebody reports uh, a, a street light out, for example, uh, we know that that decreases safety. So we try to take all of those concerns uh, as uh, carefully as we can. Um, the other issue, though, that we get a lot of calls about are speed and speed enforcement. And uh, we share those with Toronto Police Services, but we can't direct them how to use their resources nor should we, because they're managing uh, the needs of the entire city, uh, not just uh, not just our local concerns. Um, but we do drop off uh, watcher speed signs for residents for their lawns. Uh, we also request the watcher speed uh, sign, which is the digital sign that tells people how fast we're, they're going. Uh, and we're also continuing to advocate that, uh, that the province uh, passes the regulations that will allow us to employ photo radar in the city. Uh, well, exactly. And Councillor Pasternak, we've been hearing about that for a very long time. The legislature just reconvened. Do you have any kind of ETA on that? Well, look, we really like it uh, before year end or at the very, very latest uh, first quarter of 2020. Uh, there's no one of the things that we have a big challenge here at the city is we need certain regulations amended to enforce some of the rules of the road here, such as automated speed control. But just to, uh, the, the provincial regulations aside, you know, it's important to point out that we're putting $24 million into crossing guards, uh, this coming year and another $22 million into Vision Zero. And that's on top of our regular base transportation budget. We're pouring the money into it. We've just got to roll it out faster. Okay. Uh, let's take a call from Joy and Markham. Hello, Joy. Oh, hi, Libby. Thanks for taking my call on your exciting and amazing show. Thank you so much. Before, a few times. Um, why I'm calling now, um, it was about 9.15 approximately last night. I was traveling on Midland and Finch, and um, the light was on red, of course, going north. And then it changed to green, and way after the light was changed, here comes an elderly gentleman rushing to, to catch a TTC bus. I could have hit him, a hit and miss. But because of my responsibility as a driver, I recognized that this was an elderly person trying to catch the bus. So uh, my advice to drivers and also pedestrians is to be cautious uh, drivers, slow down a little bit before the light turns to green. Just proceed slowly because, you know, this is becoming an epidemic with so many residents and, you know, pedestrians being killed unnecessarily. So I say because of my um, responsibility um, and uh, caring for um, elderly uh, I had to do what I believe was the right thing. And I, I bet that was pretty stressful. Of course. You know, of course, because I take care of elderly people. So, you know, their brain is not as fast moving as ours, um, I, you know, literally, you know. So we have to respect that. So anyways, I saved a life last night. Okay. Well, I'm so Good. glad to hear that, Joy. Thank you so much for your call. Thank you, too, Libby. Okay, so uh, 
We've heard from people who um, are sensible enough to stop, have stopped crossing mid-block. We just heard from a driver who is extra careful. Uh, but the fact is that with all the pressures people have, even not everybody is paying that attention all the time, and it can result in tragedy. Uh, we're running out of time. So, Councillor Pasternak, what would you like to leave us with? I would just say that we're facing we're facing major challenges in the city. We have a perfect storm with a an aging population, uh, a growing population, a net growth of seventy five thousand uh, persons per year. A transit system uh, that must be about thirty years behind. It would need a, a hundred billion dollars to kind of get it up to speed. Um, these these factors and the congestion and lawlessness on our roads are contributing to the injuries and deaths on our roads. But government has a role to play and we're prepared to spend what we have to and bring in the regulations we have to to make things safe. Jennifer McKelvey? Uh, just that safety is a team effort, and I'd like to thank Joy for recognizing her personal responsibility as a driver to watch for pedestrians, uh, but we all have a role in this. So cyclists need to be vigilant and obey the traffic rules and watch for pedestrians as well, and we need pedestrians to take the headphones off, to put the phones down, and to look carefully before they cross the street. Okay, very good points, all of them. And thank you so much for this, Councillor Jennifer McKelvey, Ward 25 Scarborough Rouge Park, and Councillor James Pasternak, Chair of the Infrastructure and Environment Committee. Appreciate your time. No, you're very welcome. All the best. Okay, thanks for that. Thank you. Okay, thank you. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.